So, Spencer, do you want to start us off? Hey, welcome to the third episode of the Spen and Nick show. Uh, it's really great to be back. We had a, a week off, but we're back uh, ready and raring to go. Uh, I guess last week uh, we just kind of got too busy with projects and uh, and client work and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, just had a, qu- a quick, quick little week off, but we're back to it. And uh, and going to talk about, I guess, carrying on some of the themes that we were talking about last time. Um, and uh, yeah, so Nick, like how, how's your last week been? You've, you've been kind of crazy busy, right? It's been hectic. It's been crazy. Um, I've been super busy for the last couple of months doing a, a lot of work with clients. And there was a little bit of time now that I thought, let's make the most of it and um, like like paint my paint my flat basically and so I've got a nice white background behind me rather than magnolia which I'm super happy about it's lovely um, but it's all it's always turns into a much bigger project than what you think it's going to be and so it's taken a little bit longer but I'm happy that we're back I'm happy that we're back into this and um, yeah I'm just excited to to have this conversation yeah man that's I mean it's looking good uh, you've done clearly been grafting hard um, so it's always uh, it's always good to see some good work happening and like yeah that, that white is definitely uh doing you justice your complexion is looking even better than ever <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> I, well you know I, I have to give it back now you're always looking amazing as always <laughs> and I'm loving your potted plant next to you I think it's adding a lot of like um a lot to the video that's cool Thanks, so man. um we were just chatting before this and you were telling me a story about a conversation that you had with your son yeah, I would love for you to just go back over that and share that with us again. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, my son's at secondary school, so he's uh, 11 um, and he was doing some homework um, and it was on this app on the computer. So um, it's actually looked cl- like kind of a cool app. And then I was kind of having a look to because I'm always interested in the little bits of technology and, and anything around learning, uh, even though I'm not a teacher anymore. It's still really fascinating about what's happening in schools. Um, and so this app was about reading and comprehension and kind of uh, increasing vocabulary. Um, and this one little excerpt that he was reading, uh, and it kind of read it out to him as well. And and, uh, and this one excerpt was all about Richard Branson. And it just kind of instantly caught my attention, of course, because we were talking about Branson with regards to entrepreneurial mindset recently. And uh, and this, this excerpt not just caught my attention, but really started to frustrate me so, so quickly because it was focusing in on this word knack. And it said that Richard Branson has a knack for coming up with ideas. He has a knack for being an entrepreneur and he started all of these businesses. And instantly it kind of really grated on me because because the impression that I got from that is that he has the knack. Richard Branson has the knack, but that a lot of other people don't have the knack to be Mm. to come up with ideas. It's almost that again, that fixed mindset that schools seem to be imposing on people, forcing on people through through things that they might not even think about you know this this is about english it's about comprehension it's about reading it's about vocabulary but yet they're reinforcing this message that some people have certain abilities and certain traits and other people don't and i think that's just fundamentally wrong um and i kind of talked to my son a, a little bit about this and he was he was really firmly in this opinion that some people some people can be like business and entrepreneurial people and some people can't and i was like you know really shocked and and quite horrified that even at the age of 11 that he's feeling this and we kind of take it for granted that 
that in creative subjects, you might feel that, that some people can draw and some people can paint and some people can, can do kind of artistic uh, expression and other people can't. But yet, even in English and other subjects, it's that kind of message about being creative or, or not creative or not being able to come up with ideas is being reinforced. And it's just, I just think it's an awful thing where it's not even realised, I think, by a lot of these people and a lot of companies that are producing educational content, the impact that this might have on people. And what did you say to your son when he um, suggested that some people can be entrepreneurs and some people can't? Some people might have a knack for it. Some people might not have that knack. Well, I told him a a bit about myself. So I always thought that that was the case for myself. And I kind of tried to bring it home a little bit for him to understand that that actually I used to think that as well. I used to think that I wasn't creative. I used to think that I wasn't entrepreneurial. And that kind of changed in the last last 10 years or so, where I started to explore more of my own ideas and more, crea- more of my own kind of creativity and, and actually found out that I could do some of those things. And that even though I didn't think I had this knack, actually I am able to do that. I am an entrepreneur and I'm doing some kind of creative stuff. So I really wanted to kind of bring that home in a, in a story about myself rather than kind of going no you can do it you can do it you can do it because that doesn't necessarily work and I think I think he got it um I mean by the end of the conversation I felt like I'd lectured him a little bit and he's probably pretty bored by it um so it's all about trying to find the balance um but yeah I mean it's something that we would, we're going to keep coming back to um I think it's really important that that where those messages are reinforced in a certain area like in a school that we can counter those with the different reinforcing messages and keep keep on going with it and of course, this leads on nicely to the growth mindset stuff with Carol Dweck. And um, I was watching a video um, of her uh, last night again um, on impact theory. Okay. So Carol Dweck was saying that when she travels through airports, she sometimes hears parents talk to their children in a way that might be reinforcing the fixed mindset. And she said that she speaks to the parent and lets them know about the fixed and growth mindset concepts and how they can reinforce um, the growth mindset. And she says she, she's done it quite a lot before when she's overheard people, uh, particularly in airports, she said. And when she does it, she, tried to, try to, she tries to do it in a way that's, that they kind of um, appreciate rather than get annoyed by her. Because mm. it's very easy to kind of upset, I think, a parent particularly when you're trying to tell them how to speak to their children. Oh, absolutely. Like you've got to be really sensitive. Yeah. And I think also, even if you're a parent talking to your child it's 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 a really difficult thing to do to do it in a way that the child will take on as well Mm -hmm. and so one of the things that carol dweck says though generally is that it's really important to praise the effort rather than the result like of course the result's good but people tend to focus too much on that and what you want to do is focus on on just really trying the best that you can be because what she what she said is there's a real problem that we've got um, is that lots of kids in the 90s were, were raised through this kind of like um, self-esteem movement where everyone got a medal. If you took part in a race, everyone gets a medal. And and actually, that's not really that helpful because, again, whether you're good or whether you're bad, everyone's getting the medal. So it's all, it's all focused on the outcome of getting a medal. But actually, what's more important is fo- we should be focusing on everyone trying their best, learning as much as they can and not being worried to, to, to fail. Um, and just realising that that's a step on the way to success. So I think this relates really really well to kind of companies as well, um, and how you kind of um, incentivize and encourage and give feedback to your employees. Um, have you 
I know that you've managed quite like teams of people before, hmm. um, Spencer. Have you managed to integrate this into the way that you manage people before? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> that's a hard question. Yes, yes, of course. I'm good. No, no, to... no. I think it's all right to say no here as well. Uh, I'd like to think so. I th- I like to think that I've I've done that with um, with teams with staff that I managed fairly effectively. I think one of the things that and and maybe this is tangential, but I think it's an interesting point is that what I try to do as a as a leader is try. I, I see my role as a leader as the person that tries to get the best out of people, and so a strange kind of analogy to this actually may not be strange. But when I was played a lot of rugby, I was a often the captain of, of the rugby team. And I know that for in each individual player, I'd need to, to get them ready for a match in a different way. So some of them I'd really need to like shout at and like really get them pumped and fired up. Some of them I'd need to take off and have a little quiet word and say, this is all about you. It's about your opposite number. It's about you doing the thing that you need to do. And so I think understanding different people and how people react to different kind of motivational techniques is a really important part of being a leader. And so what I very much see myself doing is trying to, as a leader, is trying to get the best out of people. And absolutely, some of those things is about praising the effort that someone does rather than the outcome that they, that they have achieved. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's a really important thing. I don't, I don't know whether I consciously do that all the time. Um, it's something that I perhaps have to reflect on to, to kind of understand a bit more about my practice with that. But it's definitely an element which is really important and, and works incredibly well for some people, for sure. I definitely do that with my kids a lot, though. Um, so, and I, and I think, I don't know, arguably it's maybe even more important with kids, though um, maybe that's a slightly naive viewpoint and perhaps we all have a bit of that reward mechanism inside ourselves that, that needs to have validation of effort over over kind of the the achievements as well so um Mm. yeah definitely something to be thinking about what i think correct me if i'm wrong here but i think this has been a fantastic question particularly to have recorded and documented which is that um i've asked you about the growth mindset and how you have encouraged it in your in people that have worked for you in your teams and perhaps with your children as well And it's interesting because it seems like something that you haven't necessarily reflected on that much. And it seems like there's a reticence to talk about it a little bit because you haven't reflected. I'm sure you have done it, but because you haven't actually reflected on it that much, it feels like something that you're a bit worried to talk about. In essence, it sounds like something that you're worried that you might fail because this is being recorded, that you're worried that you might look bad or that um, you're worried about what other people might think of you which I think is um, certainly the uh, worrying about looking bad and failing could be um, elements of the fixed mindset, which I think is quite meta in what we're doing here. It's That's uh, very astute and very frustrating to hear from you. <laughs> um, but no, I think, I think you, it's probably fair. Um, uh, Can I jump in again? Because yeah. I think that we all... Fixed and growth mindset is a scale. So you have fixed on one side and growth on one side... And you're not, there's no one out there who's just all growth mindset in all areas of their life. We've all got areas of our life that are fixed mindset where we can develop and be more more of a growth mindset. Um, What 
um, what we've identified today is one area. It's just one small area where you had that kind of fixed mindset about not wanting to look bad because you, as a lead, because we're talking about leadership, and so I think you pride yourself to be a good leader, um, and you didn't want to acknowledge that perhaps you don't know where you've applied a concept that you've talked about a lot to your own leadership. Now I think this is brilliant because um, actually this is probably something that most leaders haven't done. And I think discussing this is so important because not only does it acknowledge that you've got that fixed mindset in this very small area, it's also really interesting because I don't think you knew that you had this fixed mindset in this specific little area. And do you know, when you identify, well, when I identify that I've got a fixed mindset in an area of my life, when I do it, I feel this like pain. <laughs> I feel this pain like in my like in my chest. It's like, ah, oh. like, I, you know, because people naturally think there's this idea of false mindset it's like oh growth growth mindset is the um is the good one. Oh well i'm good i must have that yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah yeah and so it must, i must be that the whole time yeah but actually we're not we like yeah we can be growth mindset in a lot of areas we've definitely got the fixed mindset so um i think we, what we've just witnessed like on this recording is you going through that process of not knowing the answer not wanting to look bad and fi- being a little bit fixed mindset about that. Is, is that right? And I- I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I think you've, uh, yeah, I think you've come up with something which I didn't realise is probably true. And, and I totally feel that little pang of pain, like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you caught me. You got me. Like, ah, that's so annoying. Um, but I guess the point is and the, the important point of this is that it's what you do with that little pang of pain that really matters and so understanding that you've had this reflection or you've been this reflection has come out through a conversation that we've just had means that now I've got to do something about that in order to improve what I can do as a leader but improve what I can what I can do for other people in order to to raise their game and make sure that they are being as growth orientated as they can and they're, that they're able to understand what they're capable of. Um, and if everyone just, you know, if everyone is able to just do those incremental 1% changes, 1% improvements each day, of course, with the compound interest that happens with that, that would be a staggering improvement for, for everyone, for productivity and for effectiveness of, of everyone, everyone can do. But also focus on a little bit of happiness as well and that one percent happiness would be would be an amazing thing so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go back think about what i can do to encourage other people's growth growth mindsets within within themselves and and, and talk through some of those those points around focusing on on effort and uh, and getting the best out of people thanks man appreciate that yeah i think the, impl- the implication the implications of this for leadership are massive of this conversation are massive for leadership um because what we've shown is by reflecting on our leadership um, styles and approaches and how we've done it in the past and um, in, in connection with the growth and fixed mindsets can really show us areas where we can improve, I think. So yeah, this is an exercise that I'm planning actually to use in a workshop today, um, which I didn't know I was going to use, but now I'm definitely using based off of this conversation. That's awesome. It's so good to hear. And uh, I guess we're all learning. I'm learning a little bit, taking some reflection and you're, you're taking what we're learning here and, and applying that to your own practice as well, which is, which is it's so much easier to be the person that asks the questions, though, that answer, than answers them. 
So I think it took a lot of courage to be able to 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 to, to answer that. And I'm sorry for um, putting you on the spot there. No, no, no. Like, this is all about putting ourselves out there and, and being vulnerable, right? Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I think one of the one of the things that you that I've been reflecting on, moving moving on a step, I guess, over the last week or so, is I've been seeing this um, this image constantly of the line of um, of progress for an entrepreneur, like this thing that goes up, it's like a diagonally up and down uh, line that happens be- between people's how people are feeling when they're an entrepreneur when they're starting something new, when it's a startup. So you go through these moments of like pure joy and like everything's brilliant. I'm absolutely smashing it. Like everything, this product is so good. And then suddenly this massive dip where you just go, this product is shit. What am I doing? I'm completely out of my depth. And you get that I'm cycle. Shit. This product is shit. I'm, I'm shit. shit. Yeah, I'm shit. I yeah. can't do this. What are we, why, why did I even think I could do this? And that constantly goes on. But one of the really interesting things that I've been thinking about is that 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 pattern happened to everyone regardless of where you are in different different parts of your life so it could be that it happens in work it could be happens that it happens in your social life your personal life could be happen could be happening with your with your family with with what kind of parent you are with what kind of friend you are but the thing about being in a startup and being an entrepreneur is that it's super condensed and you kind of go through this this pattern almost on a daily basis like I remember yesterday I came into work super high like yep totally got this within an hour I was like fuck this is crazy there's no way that we can pull this off what we're trying to do is just so hard and then instantly kind of got on smashed out a few tasks yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna you know and even in this I think so I think you've got layers of this pattern happening. It could be happening over a day, it could be happening over a week, it could be happening over a month, it could be happening over a year. And um and it's how you bounce back from some of those some of those dips is what makes you uh, a better person, a stronger person. So relating that back to what we were just talking about with growth mindset, you can have these dips and these progress points about your reflections of how good you are as a leader, as a, are you embracing growth mindset and, and, and enabling your team to be better? Sometimes you need to hit those low points in order to realize that you've got to, you've got to change some of your practices and change some of the things that you're doing in order to pull yourself out of it. So I think that dip and those, those cycles, that trough of, disillusionment that trough of despair um you need to go through some of those things in in order to feel the pain in order to be better because yeah exactly to learn and to grow and to develop because if you have a growth mindset you know that that's all part of it whereas if you have a fixed mindset you feel that well if you're going through the trough of despair or the trough of sorrow and having all these setbacks that must be because you're not good enough but really getting back into that growth mindset is the key to realize no it's part of the journey it doesn't reflect on me as an individual. It's just the process I'm going through to be able to get to where I want to be. Absolutely, absolutely. That's awesome. Should we uh, should we leave it there? I think that's been a good little little session there, Spencer. And um, I've enjoyed it. Um, and I think you've been a fantastic sport this this week as well, as always. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Well, uh, yeah, I have enjoyed it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna vow to get you back next week. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see what we. Can. Hey, it doesn't have to be next week. It can be when I least expect it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Cool. Let's leave it there. This has been uh, the Spen and Nick show. 
uh, podcast number three. Um, three. Three. That's a big number for <laughs> us. It's, we've more podcasts than either of us has ever done. So um, that's that's pretty good going. That's a success right there. Great effort today. Um, your yes. effort was... <laughs> well done, Spencer. Fantastic effort. Yeah. Like, very inspiring. Keep up the good work. It might have been the worst show we've done, perhaps, but it's been, <laughs> but the effort was right up there, so that's awesome. It was the least professional, but I think my wall looks better than normal. <laughs> yeah, it's all those small small step changes that we're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sweet man. Okay, uh, thanks so much. Let's catch you next.